Today I want to talk about a real blues funk masterpiece from Aquarium Rescue Unit. This is How Tice Your Drawers from the album In a Perfect World. Now you may not have ever heard of the Aquarium Rescue Unit, but they were an incredible band that was formed in the 90s down in Atlanta by a man named Colonel Bruce Hampton. He's uh, May he rest in peace. Colonel died a couple of years ago. Uh, he's kind of a legend down in that area, not well known worldwide maybe, but certainly in that time period. He got a lot of musicians together and sort of formed these various different groups, usually centering around kind of a, a southern bluegrass and uh, folk mixed with rock and jazz and all kinds of crazy influences and instrumentations. And so these bands would be incredibly well received when it came to live performance, but didn't really break into the charts by any stretch of the imagination. This album here, In a Perfect World, actually came out after Colonel Bruce Hampton left the band. Uh, the Hampton had a history of uh, starting bands and forming them, and as they got a little more popular, he kind of backed out and left and went and did something else. And so in this particular iteration, the bass player, Uteel Burbridge, got his brother on board, uh, Kofi, playing keyboards and flute, and they kept his guitar player, Jimmy Herring, and then they added the great vocals of Paul Henson which I thought was a really great change-up. This album kind of sounds much more straightforward blues and rock, kind of southern blues rock. And this song in particular is a great example of how tight and amazingly grooving this band could be. I think it's a result of them just being on stage constantly and playing a lot. They toured with the Horde Festival back with Blues Traveler back in that era. And I, I just think that they gained their chops by playing together night after night. And when you do that, uh, you can lay down tracks like this with this incredible, just tightest groove rhythm section you could possibly imagine. Those people talking the same things that just ain't true. Well, you turn your cheek and walk away because it's all that you can do and no time to wander. Oteil Burbridge has got to be one of my favorite bass players of all time. The man is just incredibly talented. He went on after the Aquarium Rescue Unit to play with the Allman Brothers Band for many, many years. Uh, he ended up playing, uh, I think, the final tour with uh, the Grateful Dead as well. Uh, he's just an incredible player. His sense of jazz, as well as in, in straight-ahead rock and blues, is legendary. His note choices are perfect most of the time, but uh, more than anything, he could just lay it down and just settle on a groove. And his bass playing on this track in particular uh, is just a straight-ahead blues. The song really isn't anything complicated in and of itself, and its structure or in its chord progressions or anything of that nature is pretty much just a straight-up blues but the playing for every member in this group and the singing is just the level of virtuosity that you don't hear all that often in rock bands these days. So what makes this groove kind of special, I think, is it's not only that the drums and bass are so tight, they're so together, there's just that little sense of being ahead of the beat constantly. They're right on top of the beat. So if you imagine a grid of, of where your downbeats are, they're playing just a millisecond prior to the downbeat on every hit. And this is one of those things where people are big fans of quantizing drums and things of that nature. And I get it. In modern pop music, that's sort of what you want. You want that absolute millisecond precision right in your playing. But when you want to create and inspire people to get up and move or dance or feel this kind of slightly anxious vibe. There's no real replacing a human when it comes to getting this kind of 
just ahead or just behind the beat. Yeah, if you listen to a drummer like Steve Gadd, you'll hear that constant backbeat. He's he's very often laying a groove that's behind the beat. Whereas this is a great example here in this tune where both O'Teal and the drummer Sean O'Rourke are kind of getting ahead of the beat a little bit. And it creates that little bit of anxiousness, but not in a bad way. It's sort of a get up and move kind of a feeling. And it's just so masterfully done in this tune. I just can't even begin, like my head just explodes thinking about it. And you can hear especially that it's just all 100% improvised. You can hear that O'Teal has a basic groove that he's laying down. He's, he's doing that blues progression, and he's repeating parts to a certain degree. But pretty much every single phrase of every verse is a little bit different. And he's just playing off the top of his head, and he comes up with these incredible notes, you know, high, super high notes. And he jumps right back down to his lower register. It's just, uh, it's, he just has an incredible uh, facility. And when he solos, he doesn't solo on this particular track, uh, but when he does solos, he tends to do kind of a George Benson style where he kind of sings and plays, and he's really amazing at that too. So just an all-around incredible bass player. You can see why the Allman Brothers wanted to nab him while they could. Before I leave you here today, yeah, you ain't never gonna be that much with your soul so far away. Keep guessing, trying to make believe your dream man house soon as it gonna be. One of the things I really like about this track also is the interplay going on between the keyboards and guitar. Jimmy Herring and uh, Kofi are playing kind of back and forth. And they know they've got a great solid drum beat going on. They know they've got an incredible bass player playing all these fun licks down beneath. So there's a really solid foundation. And what the two of them do is kind of have this little dance between the two of them where he's got that clean guitar chugging away at chords and the keyboards on the organ is they're, they're trading back and forth and kind of doing a little dance, if you will, to enhance the track without distracting away from the vocals. So the song is structured as a straightforward blues, right? So we we get in there, we lay down the groove, the vocals come in, and we sing a couple verses. And there isn't really a chorus per se. We're just doing a, a standard blues progression. So we're going to do a couple verses, then we lay into a guitar solo, and then we go back to a couple more verses, and then we go into a flute solo, which is played by Kofi, our keyboard player, and then we go back to another couple of rounds of the of the verse, and then we're done pretty much. And it's pretty straightforward. You can imagine this kind of in a live club setting, a kind of song that would be kind of just thrown together and improvised for the most part. And my imagine, I don't know this for sure, but I imagine that they kind of jam, just jammed this live in the studio. It sounds like that, at least to me, that they have probably played this live hundreds of times. By the time they got to the studio, they just literally sat down and, and, and all together at once just got together and, and jammed it out. And you, it has that kind of live quality to it that you can hear that you really can't reproduce when you kind of record things multi-track, you know, one, one track at a time. Speaking of guitar solos, the Jimmy Herring's solo in this is just really amazing. He does some really cool major pentatonic licks in there. And again, the, the supporting rhythm section coming underneath him is very, very integral to his his solo. And you can hear that they are listening to him and reacting to him. And so you get kind of a really nice, I mean, the bass line is very, very busy. He's always playing lots of different notes, but at the same time, it doesn't get in the way. It's kind of, it's just laying down this really incredible, just before the beat kind of groove. He's just on top of the beat ever so slightly. mentioned before that Paul Henson had joined the band for this album and I, you know I think he was a great addition to the group he has just one of those classic soulful bluesy rock voices 
And it's just, he's got a great range and it really fits well, particularly he knows how to sing over a blues like this. And he does really great work throughout the entire album here. And, and actually the following album they did called The Calling, and many years later, uh, they ended up doing another record with him. And I was really glad to hear that they brought him back for that. No offense to Colonel Bruce Hampton, uh, I, I liked his voice and uh, their earlier albums definitely have more of a bluegrass kind of a feel to it, which isn't necessarily something I'm going to listen to every day. I mean, it's good. It's great music. I'll, I'll definitely jam to it every once in a while, but it's just definitely not my daily go-to. Whereas this album, it has that, just that perfect mix of blues and rock that I, and, and jazz that I absolutely can pull out pretty much any anytime, really. It's just really great music, and I enjoy it very much. Love keeps going on Through the comments, throughout the storm And that's your blessing Yes, that's your blessing Flutzo by Kofi Burbage is really great as well. It's a nice switch over. It's not something you necessarily expect if you haven't been listening to this band before. The flute is not exactly the thing you generally find in a kind of blues funk band, but it was a nice touch, I thought, to add that to this. Uh, he is a great flute player, and so it made perfect sense. He could have done a keyboard solo here just as easily, I suppose, uh, but this is just a little different, and, and uh, I, I like the change in orchestration here, and I really love what the bass and drums are doing underneath, and, and even the guitar as well to the uh, solo. It's a change of, obviously, they're still playing the same progression that they've been playing over every solo, but it's definitely a rhythmic change here, and it's it's a nice addition to the, to the sound. The flute solo definitely has more of a jazz quality, whentas uh, Jimmy Herring's guitar solo is pretty straight up pentatonic blues. Uh, here, I think Kofi's doing a little bit of that, but he's also adding more kind of jazz overtones to his soloing as well, which is a, a, again a, a great blend. This band is so good at blending all of these different sounds together. And after the flute solo, I love how they come back down to that first verse. It's kind of a repeat of the, of the original verse, and it kind of comes down a bit. And then when they do a repeat of that, the final verse is kind of an up version of it. And it's really cool rhythmic change there as well. The bass playing and, and the, the drumming there is, is excellent to listen to. Throughout the song, just the way that O'Teal is, is changing up every single time, you can clearly hear he's improvising. There's nothing about this that was prepared ahead of time, if you will. At the same time, it's just so solid. And you know, it's, it's laying down this, this groove in, in a way that just, just makes you move. There's no way you're not going to move and bob your head, at least if not want to get up and full-on dance to this kind of a track. Then the song just ends the way it began with that cool little lick and they just end it and it's a perfect little tight less than four minutes blues and it's fun to listen to i put this song on you know once in a while to be in a rotation it's one of the few songs that ends up in a playlist of sorts usually i'm a i'm a full album kind of guy but once in a while when i just feel like getting into a lot of funky tunes or something like that i'll throw together a quick playlist and this one always gets added to that list it's just a fun version the rest of the album i highly recommend there's other stuff on this record that is a little more leaning towards the jazz side a little more towards the rock side whereas this is more of a straight up blues but it's part of a a great collection of tracks and if you have never heard aquarium rescue units in a perfect world i would assign that to you for homework right now i would go ahead and just grab the whole album and give it a listen i think you'll really enjoy it thanks for tuning in to the weekly listen Subscribe to this show via Apple's iTunes or wherever you'd like to get your podcasts. iTunes ratings are always helpful too, so I'd appreciate it if you'd share the show with your friends. 
This week's track, unfortunately, is not available on Apple Music or Spotify. There is a link in the show notes to YouTube where you can check it out. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the weekly listen and become a patron. Your support will go a long way to helping me keep the show going. Speaking of support, I want to give a shout out to my executive producers on this episode, Alec and Kevin. Thank you. You help make this show possible. If you want to learn more about how you can become an executive producer on this show, go to patreon.com slash the weekly listen. If you have any comments, suggestions, or you just want to chat with fellow listeners about the music, you can reach out on micro.blog at the weekly listen. I encourage everyone to join the conversation. Thanks. And we'll be back next week with more music. 